me and the work and the ethic and the things I have in life and my family and yeah. my kids and yeah. whether it be love, material stuff, whatever, yes. it's always my why and that's the driving factor yeah. as to why I wake up every day and love I hustle it. every day and stuff. This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Taormina. Marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. All right, guys, welcome back. Now, if you've been uh, living in a bubble, then what I'm about to say is not going to mean much to you. But if you have not been living under a rock, then you know that real estate is booming. And if it's booming, you probably want to know why, which is why we have two amazing individuals here. Now, they had no idea that they were going to be interviewed. And you know what? It's on purpose. This way, all the information that they're going to be unloading to you, you know it's going to be the honest truth versus them trying to like pre-script it to make it uh, sound good. They're not trying to frame things just to make it sound good. They're going to give you real uh, real answers here. So welcome to the stage. If we can like cut to a different camera right now, for those of you who are watching instead of listening, I've got some great friends, Mike and Stephanie. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks. All right, so before we launch into it, I want everyone to know who you are, what you represent, and why you're the best in the entire world. Stephanie, if you can go first, uh, let them know. That's your camera right there. Hi. Let them know who you are. What do you do? I am Stephanie Lupo with the Lupo team, Keller Williams Realty, and I sell homes and work with many buyers on Long Island. So you are selling real estate in one of the hottest markets right now, probably uh, in, in the country. I know it's, it's hot really everywhere, but like Long Island is just crazy. Yeah, it's definitely booming right now. Yeah. Uh, interest rates have dropped uh, recently. So all the buyers that came out uh, are really getting serious now. Okay. A lot of people that are renting yes. are now looking at the uh, They're making that transition. Yes, yeah. um, and with COVID and a lot of people sure. coming from the city and from Queens, yeah. now it brought the demand for Long Island yeah. to be pretty crazy. Right all right, now. so I know a lot of people are going to have questions for you. You're in the real estate world. Mike, let everyone know who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, my name is Mike Vassallo. I'm from Financial Equities Mortgage Bankers. Uh, I'm a mortgage banker and director of sale with the company uh, for the last 13 years. Uh, I specially specialize in all things mortgages. Um, as Stephanie just said, the interest rates have been at all-time lows, and we really didn't think that we would be in this uh, situation we're in now, uh, where rates are in the twos. You know, a couple of years ago, we were all happy when rates were in the threes, and here we are in the twos. So uh, it's been a wild ride over the last couple of months with the pandemic and the real estate market the way it is. So um, it's been interesting. Yeah. So you are two people that everyone wants to get a hold of right now. Because like uh, like you were saying, because of COVID. Now, for, for my listeners that are not in the New York market, um, what happened around here is New York City was shut down. And what happened over the period of a few months, uh, people started to sort of abandon ship in, in the city and make their way to the suburbs. Um, and then just the Long Island market just went. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, there have been I, I've heard stories of like you know houses being bid on now, multiple offers, yeah. things Every going house. over asking. Every house yeah. is you like know? that now. And then you couple that with the fact that the interest rates now are almost at, I don't know if it's unprecedented, but in my lifetime, me being involved with real estate, I've never seen it this low. No, I've, ne I've, I've never. This is my, like I said, my 13th year. When I first got into it, my cousin was buying a house and he was at 5% and he was ecstatic right, on a right. VA loan. And yeah. now thinking right. rates are in the twos, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. You know? um, and, and touching on that subject you had just said uh, with the people from the city, I've had more people from the boroughs client wise than I've ever had of people leaving Manhattan, Brooklyn, yeah. Bronx, et cetera, coming yeah. out to the islands. So yeah. um, that's a whole new wave on sure. top of the you know, normal business. questions like where on Long Island to live, right. what, you know, what can I afford? Yeah. What's it, you know, 
yeah. what neighborhoods yeah. Yeah. And so many questions that they have yes. in there and they're like lost so it's yeah. important to really know i mean for him being in the industry for so many years i actually met him seven years ago when i first started um, something like that yeah yeah and it's it's been pretty crazy just hearing the questions that people have right now yeah and yeah. i don't know uh yeah. yeah. Definitely screwing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, like there's, there's a couple of things here. I want to, I first want a little, little disclaimer, like COVID terrible thing that happened, but you know, out of it for me, like I'm a forever optimist, you know, I don't even need a glass of water for me to feel like there's an opportunity. But so for here, silver lining is that people were able to at least find other places to live locally. They didn't have to make these crazy moves and it benefited then the Long Island real estate market right now. But yeah. like stars have really aligned because in a time when people felt they had to get out of the city and find places, the interest rates were so low, it actually financially also made sense for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like outside of the fact that yes, what was going on in New York City was terrible, financially it has benefited a lot of people. Yeah. You know, explain to people why, uh, you know, getting a you know two point you know five percent is so beneficial versus a like a four percent. Like what is what is that? It just gives you it gives you more purchasing power. So I yeah. mean, if you started looking, let's say maybe last year when rates were in the threes, you know, now with rates in the twos, you know, your purchasing power might have just went up fifty thousand, seventy five thousand, maybe even a hundred thousand, which now changes the entire demographic. Now that That's your real huge. estate agent is able to show you where now it was such a small window, now you've opened up so many other opportunities and areas that right. maybe were not an yeah. option last year. Right, so that means so. that they either can afford more or their payments could be even less, less if they want to stay in that same sort of uh, bracket of, uh, of of a house they want. That's Correct. incredible for people. Correct. Yeah, um, so that that's amazing. So what a what a crazy ride I'm sure it's been for the last few months to be sort of in this in this world. You've seen the probably things that you've never seen before. Like and you you said something before, I think it was what is it, like a family member or a friend he got into his house, what was that, 5%? 5%, or yeah. And he was ecstatic, yeah. right? Yeah, couldn't believe it. Right, yeah. when I first got my house, I, I locked in uh, 4.25, and, and my whole family was like, what? You got 4.25? And I'm like, right. yeah, let's go out for a drink. Right. I just yeah. locked yeah. in yeah. an amazing yeah. rate, I'm look at me, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And then yeah. fast forward, it's like, look at the sucker who locked in at 4.25, yeah. yeah. you know? Well, it's all relative. So, I mean, like, I had clients that I just closed last year on their yeah. purchases, let's say, in the threes. Yeah. And they're refinancing less than a year later oh, yeah. to take advantage of the lower rates, and it Within the first year of you having a mortgage, you're mostly paying just interest on yeah. the loan anyway. Oh, so if you're going to do it, it makes sense to do it early on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I have clients that just closed, you know, a year, less than a year yeah. that are already just refinancing. So amazing. Like I said, I've never seen anything. Yeah, it's crazy. Loan, like uh, six years ago in my yeah, house. Yeah, what was your rate? I mean, yeah, yeah, it was like 4.6 right. something. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was awesome. So it's, it's, and this is yeah. like dealing with yeah. somebody that oh, is sure. the best of the best. Yeah. And so. I knew that I was getting an awesome rate. Everybody knew it. Yeah. We were putting money into their banks to right. try to buy down the rate. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Because I had yeah, the right connections yeah, at the yeah. time. Yeah. And now, right? Now you look at it, I get four and, and a quarter. Oh my God, right. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, we need to refine yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah. No, yeah, not to beat a dead horse, but it is a really big deal where the rates are right now. So like I had, when I first you know bought my first house, it was 4.25. Then a few years later, I refinanced. I got to 3.25. I thought like, right, this right, is the lowest right. it's ever going to be. Again, right, right. You know, and then it came down to where it is now and it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. your point of like purchasing power. Now let's shift to outside of the first time, first time home buyer. Mm -hmm. Now look, let's look at investors who want to come in having that type of interest rate for people who are not maybe just cash buyers, because you got a couple different types of investors, people who just like all cash, they pull it out and do their thing. That's not, not and this is not what this show is about. But for the someone who wants to be like a new uh, investor into real estate, right? And you've got X amount of dollars to be able to, to move into stuff, you might 
prior to this maybe was only able to buy one right but now your money goes a little bit further mm-hmm. you know so that purchasing yeah. power increases for even investors to be able to lock in a two and a half percent now that a That's lot of the amazing is owned by investors so oh yeah you're definitely on the right track with that so yeah. a lot of things oh, yeah. on long islands is that we're dealing with um the we have a limited inventory so right. with the rates dropping, right. we have all of these buyers, and now that's why you were talking mm-hmm. about the influx and the bidding wars that are going on in the, yeah. in the houses, because there's so many buyers for not so many houses. Yeah. And now the investors are taking advantage, sure, because they're the ones that have the liquid cash, and they're yeah. buying all these foreclosures and yeah. all these houses, mm-hmm. and they're flipping them. Yeah. And the inventory that is available right mm-hmm. now are mostly owned by contractors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not great at math, but I know math does not lie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a difference of even a one percentage point at that level could be the difference of what? A few hundred dollars per month, right? Yeah, on, that, on that payment, yeah, at right? Least. Yeah. At least. So if you can find a place and, and lock in a rate, rate like that and you just saved yourself, let's say, $300 per month on that mortgage, now... And this is why it's great for new investors and I'm trying to encourage anyone who's listening who's been thinking about it on the fence, get into it now. Because you can buy a place and get a renter in. That money that you're saving, those three, two, three hundred dollars now all of a sudden you're getting a renter and even if you're only making two or $300 per month on, the, the on that rent, right, right, right. that's huge, yeah, yeah. right? So there's an opportunity for people who want to start investing to do it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the risk is much lower. It's much easier to get into the into the game. And I'm going to say this as well. It's not going to last forever. No, it's not. I think I, that's the biggest question. Yeah. Yes. People are like, well, are the rates going to go down? Are they going to get lower? And don't like, get don't greedy. Don't get greedy. That's right. my word. I'm like, you know, ball. right. No. I'm like, lock it in now. Don't, Absolutely. You know, don't roll the dice. And I even have clients that are putting less money down. So like people are like, oh, is 20% the magic number to avoid PMI and things yeah. like that. Yeah. People are kind of almost going away from that mm-hmm. because they're like, I'd rather keep cash as king. And oh, they'd rather gosh. keep their money in their yeah. pocket and borrow at two and whatever it may be yeah. or whatever uh, and, and just take yeah. a larger loan out because oh, gosh, the rates yeah. are so cheap. So, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been a wild, wild ride. That's that's yeah. that's incredible. But we don't know when it's going to last. Right, yeah. right, which is why strike while the iron is hot on, on everyone's uh, front. If you are a renter right now and you're thinking next couple years I'm going to make the shift, now's the, the time to do that. If you've got to really maybe reach and extend yourself a little bit more financially, then figure out ways that you can save extra money. Think, figure out ways that you know you can, you can cut a little bit here, cut some of the expenses because – Enter the market today, especially yeah. right. That's what those yeah. people that are going to be doing it anyway. In the next few yeah. years, well, do the it last now. Two years have been an increase in the rental prices all, substantially. Oh, I heard that. So yeah, it, it's been a yeah. little crazy yeah. with the rentals. So definitely now is the time if they could afford a rental on Long Island, they yeah. could definitely afford yeah. a mortgage. The mortgage payment usually isn't much more, if not identical. To right. Be honest, right. And then the rent payment you own the asset. Yeah. Right. And yep. Right. And the write-offs of te- the taxes, mortgage interest, all, which oh, yeah. you don't have as a renter, obviously. So. Right. Yeah. Although you know now with the of the property tax on Long Island, what is you can only write off 10, to 10. 10, 000, right. right? Yep. Um, and we all know uh, for anyone who doesn't live on Long Island, um, property taxes here are insane. Well, you know, people in the other country, out of the part of, of the US, they don't understand that. <laughs> They're like, oh man, my property taxes are $800. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not even my monthly. Right, that's my, my taxes. Bill. <laughs> a lot of people felt like they couldn't afford to live on the island because of the yeah. taxes. But oh, now because sure. of the interest rates, that affordability is another reason. Yeah, that's now a great they point. Can yeah. afford it really great the, point. The taxes are you know, going to be yeah. on the payment, but with the difference in the rate, definitely. Yeah. It all helps. Yeah. It all helps. Yeah. Now, for someone who is now considering selling their home, what type of leverage does a seller have these days? Well, um, because of the lack of inventory. Yeah. You know, when you have high demands, um, 
obviously you get more money for your product. Yeah. So that's basically what the sellers are seeing. Um, I know that some people are a little bit weary because of COVID not knowing what to do mm-hmm. wh- or where they're going to move. Um, but you do see a lot of people that are at that breaking point, like, oh, well, I kind of want to move out of state now, or, you know, I wanted to retire, or I do want to sell my house, or I could get so much more money for my house now and move further out east, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they're kind of now jumping, and they're saying, let me make that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. next move, because they know they're going to have multiple offers, Yeah. and they're going to get the most for their money. Yeah. So that's what I'm seeing as far as on a seller's point of view. Gotcha. Now, with the change in the interest rates, have you seen now from the bank's perspective, are, are the banks... Uh, becoming a little bit more strict on what is required or is that loosening up or is that has pretty much unchanged? Uh, it depends on the person. So for a regular W-2 employee, no, it's basically status quo. On a self-employed level, it's changed dramatically because mm. a lot of businesses have been shut down and yeah. everything over this pandemic right. we've been in. Um, from, um, from a mortgageability standpoint, no, the process is exactly the same. We on our end are seeing a lot of clients going above and over the asking price of the home where we're running into appraisal issues where the house is not appraising. Right. Um, but, you know, in terms of... Uh, language being signed into the contract mm-hmm. of them waiving the appraisal contingency, these buyers are okay with purchasing the house, even if it doesn't appraise, yeah. which is another thing that like really is not common. That's, so, yeah, you know, I have a client that's uh, closing this Friday and the appraisal came in 40 grand short and they were, they were okay with it, you wow. know, and that's it. So it's like right from go, you're already 40,000, you know, yeah. below what the house appraised for. So yeah. because it's only happened during the COVID, right? Um, the influx of the sales and all of this rates changing and everything. Um, the appraisals are not appraising because they go based off of what was already closed. Mm-hmm. Right. So because that was six months ago or eight months ago, they don't have the updated data to show that this industry and the market has changed in all areas on Long Island. Right. So that's where that appraisal issue is coming right. into, I find. Um, but now that things are kind of getting more into closings and they're starting to filter into the MLS mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're able to use them as comps. Yeah, the appraisers now have um, access they to have these. Access yeah. to yeah. them. They're starting to get better in the appraisals. Yeah. Okay. But in the beginning, it's been like, oh, it was really it was hard. Tough, yeah. But the buyers tough. were still adamant that that's the house they wanted they yeah. knew what was going on and they still yeah. wanted it but isn't it an issue or it, can it be an issue with the banks just not loaning on that i mean they're not going to necessarily loan on something where that person's willing to spend you know 30 40 percent more than asked well they will as long as the we're going to go off the bank goes off the appraised value mm-hmm. so if you're purchasing something for a million dollars but it only appraises for 500 the bank is only going to go off of the value of the 500 so right. what you choose to pay for it is your business uh, the buyer has to make up for that correct yeah. i want but everyone it, to understand you know, that we're looking we're yeah. looking at is that in the event that this person would have foreclosed the, the house had to buy the the bank had to buy the house back yes are we able to recoup our money yes so on a million dollar purchase if it only appraised for 500 mm-hmm. we know we're only going to get 500 back if right. we had to sell it so yeah. that's what our numbers are going off of not the million dollars that the client was exactly which is why a lot of yeah. the sellers aren't going with the typical fha's five percent downs three percent down because yeah. they they know that right now they need the money down yeah. to kind of make up for that difference in the appraisal yeah, yeah waving yeah. that so appraisal it's important that you have a realtor that's able to guide you through these sure. things because if you're just going in blinds or you're going in with someone who's not experienced with, oh, yeah. with these transactions, you're not going to know that these things are going to creep up and come up. Yeah. yeah. And it's right to prepare them. Like, okay, you paid over. So mm-hmm. this is going to, you have to understand where the comps are at right now. Yeah. What kind of offer you're putting in and educate them because 
a lot of times people think that they know, but there's a lot more to it. 100%. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, right now, I mean, we've got information at our fingertips, right? Everyone, we yeah. walk around with this walking encyclopedia called a cell phone. So everyone thinks that they're an expert in everything. Now, with a market like this where it's hot, I bet you there's a lot of people who think, I can do it on my own. What do you say to that to that person? Why do you why do people still need to leverage a real estate agent, a mortgage broker? What value do you guys bring to the table? And also, maybe just uh, um, uh, attack that that myth that someone can in fact do this on their own because they're thinking like, I'll save the one percent, I'll save the point, I'll save all that stuff. Right. Like I know for a fact that that's not possible and it's stupid, right? But from an expert's perspective, why is that foolish for someone to try to do so, do this on their own? I feel that. We are the ones that are out there doing this on a day-to-day basis. So if there's somebody who, let's say for yourself, you know, you, this is your, this is your business. This is what you do. Right. But when you're you're not a realtor, you're looking at it like, okay, yeah, I can sell my house. It's a kitchen. It's a living room. No, there's things that are going to come up in your inspection reports. How are you going to handle the negotiations with that? Mm -hmm. There's things that are going to come up with the loan officer. So having the relationships on a day-to-day basis with Mike, communicating with him, knowing the updates that are going on day-to-day with the rates and things that are changing or being able to call him and ask questions and having that leverage, um, I think that helps a lot with mm-hmm. being able to guide somebody because mm-hmm. if they they might say, oh, I, I know a loan officer. I'll just call them and ask my question. I know a guy. Okay. I know a guy. <laughs> Everybody right. knows a guy. Everybody right. has but somebody. how many right. of us are there really? But then yeah. Yeah. who are the ones that are producing? Who are the ones that are really yeah. taking the time to- But wait a minute. My nephew took the exam a few years ago, so he definitely well, that's knows. That's a common one. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? Common right, exactly. Yeah. He passed his exam, yeah. so he's yeah. okay. Right. No, but it's, it's the experience that really yeah. teaches you. Um, and being out in the fields and, mm. and having the right connections and the partnerships yeah. so that you're able to have even more knowledge accessible for your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. industry is changing on a daily basis. Yeah. And when you're working with someone who's in it day in, day out, mm-hmm. we're privy to those changes yes. or those yeah. different things or, uh, you know, putting an offer together and figuring out how to go about it the best way to put that client in the best situation to have their offer yeah. accepted. Or when it comes to locking in the rate, what do I do? Yeah. Do I lock in? Do I not lock in? You know, having someone that this is, we're masters of our craft. Right. Yeah. This is, that's who you want in your corner at the end of the day, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. you know, but you know, can someone attempt to do it themselves? Yes. Yeah. But usually it doesn't end up yeah. the way right. it's supposed to be. Or they think something like, oh, you know. a seller's concession I could use because they know of a seller's concession and yeah. what it offers yeah. them, but they don't realize how it might affect them on their loan or on yes. their offer. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that need to go into play. Yeah, so. The cell phone has a lot of great information on yeah. it, but it also creates a lot of false information. Of and then that's what creates a lot yeah. of uncertainty in, in, in yeah. the market. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. you know, So to that point, it is important, absolutely, and I'm on board with you guys that it's important to always find someone who is an expert in something that you need help with. You know, allow their experience and guidance to, you know, navigate those waters. You'll get the best result possible. At, at the same time, make sure that what you're finding is in fact an expert because not all people are created equal in the sense of what they say. Correct. Someone might say, hey, I know how to do something, right? Like, but it doesn't mean you're an expert. It's like that old uh, uh, Holiday Inn commercial. Like, oh, I stayed in a Holiday Inn. You ever see that? It's like a guy who was like in a surgeon room, right? And he's like, he's like <laughs> performing brain surgery. And, and they're like, wow, doctor, where'd you learn how to do this? He was like, I stayed at a Holiday right, Inn. Right, like, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. not the guy that right, you want that you performing want. Right. brain surgery, yep. right? <laughs> um, so the same thing, that's probably not, not the same type of real estate agent you want working with you or, you know, the guy, a loan officer or mortgage, you know, all that stuff. Right. You want someone who's legitimately yeah. an expert. So how does someone who is brand new, new into this they want to sell their home they want to buy a home whatever the case may be where do they go where do they start how do they find someone who's actually an expert 
I guess it depends on who they call first. So if they were to call me and say, "Hey Stephanie, I'm thinking about buying a house, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, I looked at how much money I have in savings, and I'm thinking at now should I should invest? You know, what do you think?" Mm-hmm. I would give them Mike's phone number or whoever's phone number and say, "Hey, just give him a ring and pick his brain. Um, go over your financials with him, and he'll yeah. guide you. He'll be able to tell you." where to start and what documents he would need to see to be able to answer those questions. So that's basically my first um, point of contact when somebody asks me that. That's a good point because experts work with other experts. Right. So they definitely have a Rolodex of people that they can recommend. I want to make sure that they're qualified, that they're able to Mm -hmm. uh, um, go out and buy a house before I take the time out of my schedule to show them home. So it kind of works both ways. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to just go out shopping for a house, especially in times like COVID? Yeah. You know, when you're going to expose yourself, make sure that you're prepared, that you can afford it, know what your affordability is. And then from there, we start on, you know, locations and everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I always called the real estate agent the gatekeeper because yeah. it really like I feel like that the client really starts with the real estate agent, yeah. and then from the real estate agent is referring the the mortgage lender mm-hmm. is referring the home inspector, their attorney, the attorney then even right. after closing, who's what moving company, what contractor, cleaner, what plumber, like all cleaner. That's so a great I mean, point. She, you know, a real yeah. estate agent puts the food on the table for so many people with the transaction. Point. I always kind of said that the real estate agent's the most important part. Um, you know, it, it's the truth, <laughs> you know, without, without the real estate agent, it's a, it really, it, it, it starts with the real estate agent yeah. and ends with the real estate agent. You're actually you know, making and, a great point. Yeah. Partnerships I mean, are really yeah. important because yeah. of that, you know, and having somebody that, you know, will answer the phone yeah. and that is available for you also, yeah. because there's a lot of, again, we're, we're a needle in a haystack. There's a yeah. million Realtors, there's a million loan officers. I say roaches. Okay. <laughs> 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 I call it, yeah. There's a million of us, right? A million, million real estate agents, a million like, mortgage people. Who's yeah, yeah, actually yeah, available yeah. for you? Who's going to pick up the phone? I know, Mike, sometimes there's times where it's like crazy. I have a client who's going nuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mike, and I call him and it's like 930. And he's like, I'm putting the baby to bed. Or yeah, he'll text yeah. me and he'll be yeah. like, hey, what's going on? And I'll text him, I'm putting the baby to bed and I'll right. get you right back. Right, but right, we right. know we're that working. we're always yeah, working yeah. and that he's going to get back to me and he is going to answer my question and okay. that's important too that's awesome yeah very cool all right so wrapping this up just a couple more questions for you guys this might be a little bit off topic but on topic for all of our audience here number one this is for both of you how would you define the word grit how do you define the word grit i'm gonna put you on the spot Mike. all right i mean you know grit <laughs> I, so, I mean grit. just somebody who basically is just you know working day in and day out eats sleeps and drinks their craft and um i mean just kind of gets dirty in a way if you want to call it that way that just is always you know in in the face of what they're doing and i mean that's what i would consider grit yeah, yeah. yeah. all right grit. i'm gonna throw it to you now. <laughs> um i always said grit was more of like perseverance like you're just going to keep pushing on no matter what challenges get in your way you're always going to just find the solution and make it happen i mean to me that's like grit is like Hard work, perseverance, just do it. Yeah, right. like that, love it. That yeah. to me is just like- the, I love it. Like yeah. It. <laughs> All right, very cool. All right, last question for you guys is the hardest one. Um, what is a book that you've read? It could be any book. It's, it could be Dr. Seuss when you were a kid or something more professional now, but name one book that you've read. One book that I've read. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a book reader. I'm more of a podcast type of radio person, yeah, okay. to be honest with you. Um, you can steal one. We've head. got some on the shelf here. Be like, oh, that I one. don't know. I, I, this is something that I lack. So my father, you know, uh, being growing up with two teachers as uh, oh, yeah. parents, reading and reading, reading was instilled He's like, Shame on, on, you. on a daily basis. And I kind of tell him the only books that I like to read have pictures in yeah, them. Okay. And I'm not a big reader, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know off the top of my head. Um 
books that I've read lately have been like trying to like design um, for houses and flipping houses and oh, stuff cool. like that that I'm starting to do on my own. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, in terms of a specific book, like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Right. It's more like how I can, that was like the same thing in college too. I would only really do really well in things that interest me. Yes. So I find myself that now that I'm searching for books or podcasts yeah, or anything, yeah. then I will engage with it. So sure. um, my last book that I read was The Shift. Mm-hmm. Um, it was by Kara Keller, who owns Carol, Keller Williams. And that teaches you just about how to handle the shift in the market, mm. um, how to handle the consumers on a buyer yeah. side, seller yeah. side. That to me was something that I read to try to help me in my business and to make sure that I was on point. Um, and the last, before that was probably Seven Habits of Highly effective people mm. you're making me look bad right now i'm reading like nursery books for my kids to go yeah, to sleep right, that's, that's right, the last right, book right. i read yeah two years ahead of me <laughs> I, I will it. say this. So her father years ago re- referred me a book to read that was by Gary Keller. And I can't think of the name of it right now. And it really was like, what's your why? And I think that was like a Keller Williams. Was that like, the one thing? The one thing. Yes, oh, that yeah, was it. yeah. And he gave me that book. Yeah. And I did read yeah. it. And that's like probably the last book that I could think that I actually sure. sat and read. And I'll be honest with you. Like I even said this to her when we had reconnected that um, the why people are like, you know, that's me and the work and the ethic and the things I have in life and my family and yeah. my kids and yeah. whether it be love material stuff whatever yes. it's always my why and that's the driving factor yeah. as to why i wake up every day and love i hustle it. every day and stuff so See, that girl, book yeah <laughs> that book was probably the last book i read See, and, and it made I, a lasting impression on me yeah. so ultimately yeah. that's all that matters so that, that's <laughs> i redeem myself yeah yeah i love it i love it all right well this is where i want you guys to endorse yourselves i want everyone to know again like we started the show your name again what company you represent but more importantly how they can they find you give us your social media handles, phone numbers, whatever you want. Go ahead, unload. All right. So I'm Stephanie Lupo Musmacher. I am Stephanie with the Lupo team here at Keller Williams, or we're not here at Keller Williams, <laughs> with Keller Williams. Um, and you can find me on Instagram. I'm under your fave Long Island Realtor. And for myself, my name is Mike Fasalo once again with Financial Equities Mortgage Bankers. Uh, on Instagram, you could find me at the uh, MV team. I'm on Facebook and uh, also at, at my website at financialequities.com. Fantastic. Guys, girls, oh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank this you so was much incredible. For us. You guys just unload a tremendous amount of value here. So I appreciate you guys giving us those secret inside tips. It was a pleasure. I think you offer some really great guidance to our uh, audience here. This is a great market. I think, uh, I think what, you know, what I'm pulling away from, I think everyone needs to be encouraged right now. If you were thinking about either entering either as an investor, or a first-time home buyer, you need to, at the very least, reach out to you yes, guys that have that phone. first conversation. Because yeah, that's not going to cost yep. them anything, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. You always call. Exactly. Any questions you have. Right. Don't get greedy and don't be the last person on the train. Right. So, guys, <laughs> thanks you so much, for, again, for joining me. Thank you guys uh, also uh, for tuning into the show, whether you're watching it on YouTube uh, or one of the other video channels or listening to our podcast. We love and appreciate every single one of our uh, audience members here. Guys, remember, don't fear the process. And don't fear grit. We'll see you next time.